All right, welcome back to another episode of Get to the Point with Buddy and Seabear. It is Monday, February the 6th. Uh, this will probably be out on Tuesday or Wednesday sometime. Doesn't matter. Um, one episode this week, Seabear. Got a fun weekend ahead, don't we? We do have a fun weekend ahead. But the, the problem with having a fun weekend ahead is we still have sports while we're doing our fun weekend. So now we have to find time to watch sports during our fun weekend. Yeah, that's a good point. We got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. But main the main thing going on this weekend is the Super Bowl. Uh, we got the Chiefs and the Eagles going to be in Phoenix. Uh, that's going to be Sunday at 530 on Fox. Eagles right now are favored by a point and a half, Seabear. What do, you, what do you think? If you remember what we talked about right when the line opened, started at two, the Eagles way, sharp money hit it back down to one and a half. Uh, as far as a betting perspective goes, uh, nothing's moved. So there's really not a whole lot to talk about there. Uh, if you want to look at the total, I think Buddy likes this over a lot. 50 and a half seems like a lot of points for a Super Bowl game, but over 50 and a half, I like that. Um, as far as the game goes, Buddy, the Chiefs did get Edwards Alaire back. That's a huge get. However, they did lose Miko Hardman. So that was my next question. Can yeah. you use Pacheco more as a slot now that you have your running back back? I think that's would be what they probably do. Uh, Pacheco, it, he looks more like a slot guy than a running back. But, I mean, you wonder how much Edwards Alaire will be able to – how much of a load you will be able to give him just because he hasn't played in since week 10, I think, week 9 or 10. Um, losing Miko Harmon's huge, though, because, you know, you, you use him a lot for – he's a deep threat. He's a – in the round kind of guy because he's one of the fastest guy on the field. But I think Pachenko will be able to be used like that and kind of help make up for losing him. Yeah, and that's a big question mark for both of these offenses, right? Is Jalen Hurts going to be healthy? Is he going to be 100% for this game? And then you look at the wide receiver core for the Kansas City Chiefs really got hurt in the AFC Championship. So for we talked about it when we kind of just barely brushed over the Super Bowl. But – it's really just kind of feels like if one team is seemingly healthier than the other, that's the one that has the advantage, but that's the fun part. We don't know who is healthier than the other. Yeah. Cause you know, you got that extra week. So in a most normal situations, you'd have a pretty good idea of who's going to be ready, who's not going to be ready, but getting that extra week back, you wonder if Jalen hurts is going to be able to have a little bit more time to get that shoulder back closer to normal. I doubt he will be back to hundred percent, but as close as he can get, uh, you know Jalen Hurts is going to give you all he's got just because that's the kind of guy he is. So I think that's – I don't know if that's going to be too much of a concern. Um, it, Lane Johnson being still banged up really bad for the Eagles is definitely a concern, though. Yeah, the way that Chiefs pass rush looked against the uh, the Bengals, this Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is going to have to be ready. Serious question, buddy. Is this game playing – like? In Phoenix, does who does do you feel like either team has the advantage of the game being in Phoenix? No, I mean it's no, it's not like um, neither of them play in a dome, so that doesn't make any difference. It's turf. I mean, it's a grass field. Both of them play on grass. I don't think it makes much of a difference when it comes to that. Uh, they're both play. They've both played in cold weather for the last I don't know two months, so the heat's not going to make a difference. 
I don't really see either one of these having an advantage. I think it's a pretty even, even kind of deal. I know the line, the Eagles are favored by a point and a half, but I think that's more so because of the Chiefs' injuries on their receivers more than anything. Because you still have to take take into account Patrick Mahomes. So you really don't know what it's, I don't know what you're going to get. I think that this is a pretty evenly matched Super Bowl, though. Yeah, I don't. This is the only thought that I have on why this why the Eagles would be a one and a half point favorite. They stomp the 49ers. That's literally I, the only yeah. thing I can come like, that's the only thing that comes to mind. So for me, like the two is almost like a a public like it almost like attracts you as a public better where you're just like, Oh, the Eagles are only a two point favorite. Ooh, I gotta buy them. But the sharp market we've seen has just crashed. Every time we see a two, it's coming back. Yeah, I, I don't. I think you're kind of hit the hit, hit the head on the nail on the head there. Um, when you go and look at the Eagles' road to the Super Bowl, they beat a Giants team that may or may not have should have even been there. Um, they weren't. They weren't the best team that came out of that Vikings and Giants game, in my opinion. Not only that, you play a 49ers team that's already on their third string quarterback, and he gets hurt, and you didn't play a full a full-strength 49ers team. And you still struggle to move the ball, which is a concern in my opinion. Now, they didn't have to because they really got to the point to where it was just – I mean, they they knew the 49ers had no chance. But I, I think you're right when you say that the public eye has seen the Eagles dominate in the playoffs and feel better about it, where the, whereas the Kansas City Chiefs have struggled to make it there pretty much. Now, but they've beaten much better teams. But they've still had a, a much harder road to the Super Bowl, so it's been closer games. Uh, I, I think it's a coin flip more than it is a point and a half. I agree with you. Interesting betting step. The, t- the team with the losing record against the spread in the regular season that makes it to the Super Bowl is 1-8-1 and one against the spread. Do you know who that fits? Um, the Eagles. Fits the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it fits the Chiefs. But that's my buddy. It, everything is telling the from the playoffs to the trends or whatever you want to look at. It tells you about the Eagles. Hey, you know what else? You know what else happened? Um, they simmed a Madden game, and the Eagles won that game too. So, I mean. Doesn't mean anything. The last two, the last two times they had a, the sim, the sim loss. So it doesn't mean anything. The script has been revealed, buddy. Well, hey, that is whole, the script. That's a whole different conversation. But <laughs> if this, if Arian Foster was telling the truth, then um, this game's already been decided, and everything that happens will go to according to plan. Uh, here's something I didn't really know, but. Found out a little bit earlier when I was looking over this game. I did not know that Sirianni coached for the Chiefs and was actually let go by Andy Reid when Andy Reid first got there back in 2012. Sirianni was a wide receivers coach at the time. Um, he said he still has a chip on his shoulder from it, and I believe him. Everything tells you to bet the Eagles, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah. That right there makes me want to jump all over the Eagles. Just knowing the fact that Sirianni coached under Reed. And Sirianni's going to make it about himself, though. I don't know. Like, I mean, 
God, I can just hear Sirianni's speech in the locker room. And I just don't think – I don't know, man. I don't – Sirianni's a wildcat. He's an interesting guy. But, you know, even though – you know he has that respect for Andy Reid, but at the same time, he wants to go and kick his ass. Yeah, but that's the same – like, that's the same Saban story we hear every year in college football. And Saban just walks on in and – Stomps on the stomp, stomps on his assistants' heads, dang near every time. Reed, we know, man, he's been in this spot a lot, man. He's facing his former team, which is when make which adds another element to it. Uh, you have all kinds of storylines in this game. You have uh, Reed coaching against his former team. You have Sirianni coaching against the guy that let him go from a job. You have the Kelsey brothers playing against each other. You got. The hometown guys from around here, you got Willie Gay and A.J. Brown grew up together. They're playing against each other. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of different motivations going on for different people. I, I think this could possibly set up to be one of the more entertaining Super Bowls in the past few years because you never – sometimes you'll run into one that's not very good. The game's just a blowout the whole time. Kind of like last I – mean, last year was a good one, but it was really slow until the end of the game. Yeah, last year's game – I, I, this one's probably not going to – this one I don't see being similar. I think the score at halftime the last year's game was like 13 to 10 or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And then now Joe Burrow and the Bengals kind of started the second half on fire, took a deep shot to uh, T. Higgins, I think. But I don't know. This this will be a fun one. See, Barry, I know that this we, – we talk about betting a lot, and we've talked about it mainly from just a strictly spread, over-under, all that kind of stuff. But this is the Super Bowl, so let's talk about some prop bets. Which ones? Which one do you look at that you think might you might want to take a little bit of a um, a chance on? Opening kickoff, a touchback. I'd minus one eighty. Yep, I'd take that. You said something a minute ago about the coin toss. It's even. All, it's even. Plus one hundred I mean, for heads. Plus one hundred for tails. You're just getting value. That's all I like. Just the book's giving you a little bit of value. Um, it feels like one of those situations, if you don't take tails, you're stupid. But if you take tails, you're stupid. You know what I mean? I mean, tails never fail, so. Yeah, but that doesn't, man. I tried that in seventh grade football this year, and it did not work, okay? Well, then you just got to trust your gut and just pick one. I mean. Either way, you, either which one you pick, no matter who you are, you're going to be wrong. I mean, Even yeah. if you're right, you're going to be wrong. Well, if you're right, then you're right. That makes no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're, you're, somebody is going to head. Somebody's going to put like $100 on tails and right before the game put $25 on heads. Just to, like, I promise you. Either way I go on this one, I'm going to lose. So I'm not better. Another one that's a popular one, national anthem length. Uh, Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. The over-under is set, according to FanDuel, at 119.5 seconds. So that's a minute and 59 seconds, a minute and 59 and a half seconds. To go over is minus 210. So he's, sing- he's not necessarily a fast singer. I heard something earlier this week where he made a- he uh, covered Tennessee whiskey, and it lasted like six minutes. So, I mean, that's – and it's a normal, like, three-minute song. I think the over is a safe play here. Yeah, I feel like with him, he's he's going to hit some of those. He's going to drag some of those notes out, and that's going to what's going to that's what's going to hit the over. However, I did see something where like six out of the 
nine fastest national anthems were sang by country singers. So I don't know if that has anything to do with if that makes you change your mind a little bit, but I don't see Chris Stapleton being very fast. Nah, I don't, I don't see it either. All right. Last one we're going to talk about Gatorade cooler. You got orange is your favorite right now at plus three fifty. See what, what color you think it's going to be. Let's just see what happens. So for me, I've always been a big, I've always been a big yellow guy. So I'm gonna have to just ride, I'm gonna ride the home team here, buddy. I'm gonna go yellow, yellow, plus, yellow or green at plus four hundred. I think it's gonna be red. I think that if the Chiefs win, I feel really good about it being red. But that's just I don't know. I, but I'm gonna go with red at plus four fifty. Um, that's a so. that's a good point. That's a good picture. The red Gatorade over Andy Reid. That's exactly. a good point. Exactly. Uh, but no, I'm gonna go with red. You can go with yellow. We'll see what happens. We'll see who ends up being right. We may all, we may both be wrong. But so some other NFL news. We talked about just very very briefly the other day that Tom Brady decided to retire for the second time. Um, today on the herd with Colin Cowherd, he announced that he will be stepping into the booth for Fox Sports starting in the fall of 2024. Um, I think he made like 330 million dollars in career earnings. This deal is worth is ten years, three hundred seventy five million. So this is Fox Sports, like FS One. No, I mean it'll be it'll be the NFL games on Fox. He'll probably take Greg Olson's spot, who I thought did a really good job this year. So, but I think that's the spot he would take. So he's going to be on like the the Fox NFL Sunday Show or whatever. Yes, he'll be. Well, he'll either be on the Fox NFL Sunday Show or he'll be helping calling the games. Like the big Fox game every week. All right. So, interesting. I guess we – what would you rather him do? Uh, for $375 million, I assume he'll, he'll call the games. But uh, So, you know, I guess it's going to be like Tony Romo? Yeah, but, you know, the thing about Tony Romo, Tony Romo was the biggest name in broadcasting for every bit of a year and a half, two years. But now people are getting tired of him. So I don't know how long that you'll be able to sustain this. If you're Tom Brady, you get to sit there and talk about football, which you've done the last 40 years, for $375 million. So I'm going to be fine no matter what. Yeah, but I don't – Tom Brady doesn't strike me as, like, just this fun guy to listen to. So for me, I would rather him be on, like, the Sunday show just so there's people around him to elevate him. Yeah. But if he's just in the booth, they're going to have to put him with a straight killer. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I didn't think Tony Romo would be very good at it either, to be honest with you. But but he really did pretty good at the beginning. Um, you know Tom will be able to give you a insight that not a lot of people will be able to. I mean, Greg Olson's really good, but it's different coming from a quarterback because they just have to know so much more stuff for the most part. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll find out this fall. And – I don't know. We'll be able to judge him then, I guess. So another thing that happened today, uh, the wide receiver, A.J. Green, uh, Bengals' great wide receiver, retired today. Um, I think he'd been in the league since 2000. And let me look. It's been a he while. He came in the league with Stafford. He's been in the league for 11 years. Uh, he was the fourth overall pick in 2011. He, he had a really good career. Um, 
kind of fallen off a little bit the last few years, a little bit with injuries and then the fact that he's just kind of gotten lost in some of the offenses. But he had a really, really good career, especially when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah, he was what made the Bengals pop because when A.J. Green got there, Ocho Cinco, Ocho Cinco had just retired, I think, right? I think he had either just retired or he was really on his way down and yeah. was about to retire. But he made Carson Palmer a lot better. Yeah, he. I mean, he was fun to watch in Cincinnati when he was at a, when he was playing at a high level. And then I, I agree with you. A couple bad trades, and he's just kind of like lost and whatever. Like he played with Arizona the last two years, right? Yeah, and he was just kind of lost in that offense behind Hopkins. So, I mean, hats off to I, a really good wide receiver. Probably not going to be a Hall of Famer because he didn't carry it out over his career. But for the first, like, five years when he was in Cincinnati, he could have made a bid to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, one more thing about the NFL Pro Bowl. Did you watch it at all? No. I didn't either. I woke up this morning, was taking my morning poo-poo, and uh, realized that the Pro Bowl was yesterday and had no idea. I saw something where it said a lot of the players liked the fact that it was flag football, but I just can't imagine that. Somebody apparently hurt their toe. Um, they've still somehow still got managed, still managed to get hurt playing flag football. I don't understand why we're doing it anymore. Why not just name a Pro Bowl team, kind of like the All Pro team, and just be done with it? Or name the All Pro team and make them go like play golf or something like that. I mean, you can do whatever you want to, but just there's no point of playing a game anymore. Nobody cares about it. Nobody watches it, and it's it's a joke anyway. So. No, it's all for it's all for like the hardcore NFL fans that are going to go and like, you know, want to go get their favorite player's autograph and get the uh, whatever Pro Bowl jersey and all that crap. Which for us, like you're saying, it doesn't make a. I, all I do is bet on it. I don't really care who wins or loses. I don't care who's in the Pro Bowl. Um, do you, you can you still bet on it? Last year you could, or the the year before they made it a. Um, Flag football, you could bet on it. Can you still bet on it? I have no idea. I didn't even look into that. I didn't care to look at it. But I, I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to bet flag football. I mean, that's. I don't, I don't think you could. That doesn't. To me, that doesn't make well, sense. If you can't, Although, if you can't bet on it, then what in the world are you doing it for at this point? Because I mean, that's what a lot of people do do it for. I mean, the all-star game in baseball, you can bet on it, and I think it is the most fun thing to bet on is all-star weekend baseball. Oh, the all-star – oh, yeah. The baseball all-star game is the only one that even makes – that I even care about anymore because the NBA all-star game has just got to the point to where it's a dunk contest in the game after you've already had a dunk contest the day before. To me, and that's why, like, I don't – to me, that's why I don't bet on it. Yeah. Because I don't know who's going to play the best AAU basketball. I will say that they moved to that kind of weird finish a few years ago to where they have to hit a target score after they get to something. That The first year of that was pretty interesting because they actually played hard because they didn't want to lose. Uh, but I just don't know how long that will be sustained. Speaking of the NBA, did you see the big trade this weekend? Yeah, I did. Kyrie Irving demanded a trade. At the start of the weekend, everybody assumed that he was going to go to the Lakers and play with LeBron, but no, he went to the Mavs. Uh, Do you like this move? I think even Kyrie assumed he would go to the Lakers. 
Because I even saw like where Kyrie told the Nets front office that he didn't want to go to Dallas. Yeah, I just don't – I don't see that being a good fit for Kyrie or the Mavs because, I mean, yeah, sure, it gets you a star and gets you somebody who's been there and won championships before. But Luka needs the ball and Kyrie needs the ball. And it's not like you're dealing with LeBron who can has been able to handle a situation like this a few times in his career. Luka's never dealt with this before. He's been the go-to guy and the only go-to guy on their team. So it's interesting to see how he's going to handle that. Now, he's going to be out for a little bit, I think, because I think he's hurt. So that might be one of the reasons why they brought him in. But I don't know. I don't like the move for Luka, and I don't like the move for Kyrie. One, I, I think Kyrie is a good person. I think some of the things he has said in the past in the media has put a target on his back. No, there's no doubt about it. So some people could say that he deserves what he's getting. I want to see this dude be successful because he's a really good basketball player. He's a really really good good basketball player, and he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he does stuff that nobody else in the whole league can do, especially when it comes to handling the ball. That's why I don't understand why you put him on a team with a guy like Luka who's going to put up 35 shots a game. Yeah. Because Luca's a one on one isolation. He's not going to beat you with quickness. He's going to beat you with skill. Mm-hmm. And so Luca's never been like a spot up shooter. So this, how does that work for the offense? Kyrie's yeah, not a spot up shooter. I was about to say, who, who handles the ball now? Who brings the ball to the court? <laughs> it beats the tar out of me, dude. I don't know. Yep. Who knows? Um, I did see something where it said they're. Odds to win the final, the win the championship went from like thirty to one to fourteen to one. I think that's just saying that just to try to get people to bet on it, take take their money from them. But speaking of uh, championships, the defending champs, the Warriors, caught a huge blow this weekend. Uh, Steph Curry will be out past the All Star break due to a knee injury. Uh, I think that's they've really started to kind of figure it out, play a lot better the last few weeks, and then this happens to them. So that's that's a that's a big loss. Yeah, but I still think that you you if you can get the Warriors at a discounted price with all this stuff stuff going on to win the finals again or to win the finals, I think you hammer it, man. Their only their biggest problem is, is they went from they are uh they're a game and a half out of fourth place right now, but they're also just they're a game and a half out of twelfth too. So I mean, it's the West is so tight right there, but. I don't know. Speaking of teams that have been struggling in the West, uh, the Grizzlies, they've lost a lot, a few games in a row, but that's not really what I want to talk about here. Did you hear the news about John Morant? Or the, the report that came out? Yeah, I heard it. So the Athletic reported that acquaintances of the Grizzlies' John Morant confronted members of the Pacers' traveling party near Indiana's bus at the Forum uh, in the loading dock area after the Grizzlies beat them that night. Uh, the Athletic reported that a laser coming from an SUV that, re- that Morant was re- reportedly riding in was pointed toward Pacers players, coaches, and others in the loading area. Some assumed that it was a gun. Uh, there's not really any evidence behind any of this, but they just said that there was a report. Do you think – I mean, the league has been kind of hard on the Grizzlies – 
just all year because they've been just hated by everybody. But do you think there's it's time to start being a little concerned about John Morant? I think it's more concerning about like what concerns me is his dad. And so, like when I when I say why I say that is his dad it seems like he's taking the spotlight. It's almost like the Lavar Ball situation. So for me, I just think maybe he should surround himself with people that have his best interest in mind, and not necessarily not necessarily their best interest in mind. From what I've heard around from people around Memphis, uh, his dad's actually a pretty good guy. Now he's kind of flashy, and he likes I think likes being on TV. But from what everything that I've heard, he's been he's a pretty good guy, and he's really kind of pulling for him. It's not. I don't think he's in there trying to like sabotage him or anything. But I don't. That's just from one person that I know that. No, but you know just as well as I do that old habits die. Old habits die hard. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think that Jod just kind of needs to be careful about. I, I agree. I think he needs to be careful about who he's around. Uh, speak, keeping with the basketball, uh, Purdue lost this weekend, but they stayed number one. They got beat by a really good Indiana team. Uh, who's playing really well right now, and they played them at home. They end up taking them to overtime and beat them by five. Uh, is that significant? Because, I mean, Tennessee's t- still now number two. Uh, Purdue lost. So what do you think? To me, no, and this is why I say this. Indiana was a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Yeah, they were. So Purdue was supposed to lose that game. And my So it doesn't, like, for me as somebody who pays attention to all that stuff, I, okay, they they did what Indiana did what they were supposed to do. Not that big of a deal. We can move on with it. All right, uh, Mississippi State picked up another big win this weekend. They've won three in a row, including games against TCU. Uh, who'd y'all play this in the midweek? South Carolina. I don't know. And then they also they beat Missouri this weekend. Uh, they have them sitting, I think, right about forty eight, forty nine in the net. Uh, you really need to be in the top 40 there to be feeling like you have a chance. Now, State, their SEC schedule was really, really tough on the front end of it. They have a chance to make up some ground on the back end. I feel like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like they've done just enough to keep Mississippi State fans just interested enough to get hurt at the end of the year. Not I. Yeah, it's baseball season for you, and it, Bear. Yeah, I checked out. Um, December 28th, 2022, when we got blown out by Alabama at home, I checked out. Yeah. Um, not going to talk about Ole Miss because I'm the same way. Fire Kermit. That's all I got to say. One more team that I want to talk about in the state of Mississippi, Southern Miss. They keep winning games. Uh, they've now 20 and four on the year. Austin Crowley, shout out the real, the real AC5. He's a stud. I mean, he's from West Point. He's dropping. He's averaging like almost twenty a game. He's leading the Golden Eagles to the best best year they've had in a while. They were expected to be a bottom tier Sun Belt team this year. Now they're tied for um, the league lead. They're tied for first in the league. Yeah, they have just been straight up hooping. But the thing is, is they have a lot of pieces around them. Like they this really team's do. a really good team. So I, I. Th- they have three or four guys scoring ten more a game. Like they're yeah. a good squad. 
Well, that's why, I mean, Austin had a really good game in their midweek game on Thursday, but he didn't have the greatest game uh, this weekend. But Felipe Haas, or Hayes Haas, I'm not really sure how to say that. He went and dropped 26 this weekend to beat a Georgia State team that kept it close. And it was a road win. So, I mean, you got to have those. Yeah, and just to be 20-4 and after last year, I think they were way below 500. Oh, yeah. So – They've come a really long way from just last year's team, which kind of makes you think, is Southern Miss going to turn into the hotbed for basketball in Mississippi? Because it dang sure ain't Ole Miss and it dang sure ain't in Star I don't know, man. It's it's not looking good for either of those, uh, either of those teams. Uh, they do have a huge – they got a huge game this week. Uh, they play Louisiana, who is – Actually, I take that back. I was wrong earlier. Southern Miss is twenty-one and four. Louisiana is twenty and four, and they're tied for the league lead in the Sun Belt. So this is a really big game moving forward for the Golden Eagles. They kind of need to get that one, especially with it being at home. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about basketball. Do you? Who's in the Who's in the lead in that conference? They're both tied. Um, Louisiana and no, Louisiana and Southern are tied at nine and two in the conference. ULM? No, Louisiana. It used to be Louisiana Lafayette, but now they're just called Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. That's confusing. I know. I don't know why they had to go and change it, but they did. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of does it for college basketball. We got a couple – some interesting golf, especially co- coming up. We've had a couple interesting weeks of golf. Um, this week they played at Pebble Beach. They had AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, they had a lot of weather out there and had to finish this morning, actually. And Justin Rose won for the first time in four years. Uh, he was formerly the world number one back the last time I think he won. Uh, was the world number one, kind of fell off a little bit and found a way to play really well this week and come away with a win. Puts him in the Masters and the PGA Championship this coming year. He was not in that at the time. Seabear, uh, the most fun golf tournament of the entire year is also going on in Phoenix this weekend. I can't wait yeah. to watch the waste management. That's all. That's like a a golf fan. Like you don't really have to be a golf fan to, but you're going to watch this. This is this is going to be good stuff. I will say, I'm a little bit upset. My sister got tickets to go to the Waste Management Open. I'm not upset that my sister's going to the Waste Management Open. I'm upset that I cannot go alongside her. She doesn't really watch golf either. So, I mean, like, mm. But like you said, you don't even have to watch golf to want to go to this. This is a this is a full-on four-day party. Actually, it's five because they have a big concert in the 16th Stadium Hole on, like, Wednesday. Um, they set, like, a big stage up on the – Fair on the um one of the tee boxes and they play it from there. Uh, last year you had beer showers after holes and ones. You had two of them last year. Uh, it was a great tournament last year. Scotty Scheffler ended up winning it. He will try to be. He will try to defend. Uh, this is a. There's a lot of money in this golf tournament this year. Actually, uh, the purse is up to twenty million dollars. Ooh, that's now that's not what the winner gets. The winner's going to end up getting like five though, which is way more than. Um, it usually is, which That's, I think the the live golf has really kind of pushed that up a little bit. Buddy, who who plays like who usually plays well in this tournament? 
watch out for Ricky Fowler. Um, watch out for Jordan Spieth. I mean, Scotty Scheffler obviously won it last year. Um, there's a lot of a lot of big names play in this tournament. Not as many play like in the Pebble Beach like they do um, this tournament. This is a big one. Uh, watch out, Webb Simpson's played well this year. Um, you might want to check out Justin Rose because he had it just coming off of this win this week. Uh, but it might be somebody else come in from the outside that you really not expect. Colin Moore, Cal has been playing good. Uh, Xander Shoffley, all kind of different guys. Uh, one Shuffler. guy. Third best hey, odds. Shuffler's plus fourteen hundred to win. That's pretty good. Who's the who is the leading um who's the um, Rom and Rory are split. Oh uh, I forgot about that. I didn't even say them two. Yeah, John Rom's played three tournaments this year. He's won two of them. Uh Rory just won that big tournament in Dubai last week. Uh can't don't forget about Justin Thomas. He's gonna be in the field. He'll be he'll probably make a run at it. Uh this will be a good this is a fun tournament. It's fun for everybody involved. It's a this is not just a golfer's bucket list deal. This is a sports fan. A sp- most sports fans want to go to this. Yeah, this like I said, man, this is something that you don't even have to pay attention to golf. You're going to tune in. And I think ESPN Plus does like the live feed for 16, mm-hmm. the 16th hole, don't they? So you can just yeah. watch the 16th hole? If you want to, you can watch the 16th, every single shot of the 16th hole. Uh, but, I mean, this not only that, like I said, this is going to. This is one of those rare weeks where uh, the waste management and the Super Bowl are going on in the same weekend at the same place. I mean, the Super Bowl is in Phoenix on Sunday. This thing is going to end up on Sunday. So expect expect the crowds Friday and Saturday to be wilder than probably we've ever seen it. Don't drive if you live in Phoenix. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in town. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about golf, a uh, local guy, uh, right over from over from Old Waverly, Wells Williams, freshman at Vanderbilt, at Vanderbilt, uh, played in their first tournament this year. Vanderbilt walked away with the win in the tournament at the John Haight Invitational that has at Sawgrass Country Club. Wells hit a hole in one yesterday and ended up finishing tied for 11th. That sounds really good for a freshman, right? Only problem is he was fifth on his team because this team is so good that they they ran away with his tournament. Uh, Gordon Sargent is the number one, I think, number one amateur in the world. He won it by like seven shots. Uh, I mean, this is a loaded team, but it was awesome to see Wales be able to get up there and play well and really contribute for his team. For a freshman, though, to make to make the, I guess I don't know what you'd call it for golf, but like you just make the team. To go play, and, yeah, you got to uh, qualify every week, just about, or for every tournament. Um, I think unless you are like sergeant and win the tournament, you might not have to. I'm not sure how it works for them, but there's like ten or twelve guys on the team, and they only take five or six. So, I mean, they you got to qualify with some really high quality players. Yeah, that's. I mean, that within itself is a huge deal, and then to go and place eleventh in the whole tournament and your team to win it that's that's clutch from the young man. Yeah. I mean, that's and Wells is the second of. I mean, he's one. He's just one of the guys, the kids from all waiver that are playing well. Cohen Trollio is down at LSU. Was named to the freshman All SEC team a year ago. Uh, so, and then we got a couple more coming up: Colin Trollio, Jacob Blanton, uh, Jackson Cook, and that's just the guys. There's girls too. They're really good. So it's the city of West Point 
is well represented in the golf community. Um, see, do you have all? Do what? By few, not all. Yeah, I mean, not. I, I mean, Seabear, you suck at golf, but <laughs> hey, hey, easy, easy. We're getting better. Hey, it's all about progress, right? The goal Just, is to break ninety by. We'll say May. May. What's your yeah, low, start- What's your What's your career low then? My career low. Yeah. Shot at that Tupelo Country Club in December. It was a ninety-five. Well, ninety is gettable. Yeah, that's what I can break ninety by May. Yeah, you got it. Just six strokes. Yeah, just that's six. really me. Just can it, can you just keep the ball somewhere on grass? Yeah, I get right. up there on the dude. I'd be freaking hitting houses. I get the water's one hundred and fifty yards to my right. I'm somewhere over there. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, being being able to hit your ball again is pretty pretty important. All right, so when the name of the game is to do it as few times as possible. Yes, you're when you correct. can't find it, usually that's a problem. That's never a good thing. See, where you got a lock of the week this week? I do actually. All right, good. Let's hear I, it. I think you're gonna love it. And this is strictly, strictly. A buddy loves play and a Seabear loves play. If buddy loves and Seabear loves, it's the lock of the week. Play the over in the Super Bowl. Play the over. 50 and a half. It's high, but I, I'd, man, I genuinely think we're looking at like a 28, 24. At, I'm talking about like midway through the third quarter. Like, I don't think you're sweating this bet at halftime. I think you pick your feet up and you're like, all right, easy money. So let's cheer for points. Come on. Points. More points. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, not really. Um, no, no. All right. Uh, one thing I do want to say, watch out for Aaron. We talked about him a little bit last week. Aaron Downs had a really good week at their uh, inner squads this weekend. Uh, watch out for him. We might try to get him on the show sometime. Might be. Uh, he had a good weekend. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We haven't reached out to him yet, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but no, that's about it. Uh, I'm ready for baseball season. Two weeks, less than two weeks. Dude, I'm so ready for. I love college baseball, but professional baseball. There's just something, we got a little longer for that. I mean, we got another month and a half. Waking up on a Tuesday morning, knowing damn well that you can't afford to spend fifty dollars on a freaking White Sox game in Cleveland, but you're gonna do it. it it's Tuesday morning. You ain't got nothing else to do but sit at your desk and do nothing. You know I'm going to hammer. I love it, dude. I freaking love it. Yep. So that's going to just about – I think it's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, We will be back sometime next week, probably be Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. See, Bear, we got a fun little trip to go on this weekend. Let's try our best not to go get hurt and have some fun. For me, getting hurt's a big deal. So, yeah, let's just try to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, going, going on a little ski trip this year, close out the cold weather and have a little fun. So, thank you all again for joining in to get to the point with Buddy and Seabear. Uh, we'll, we'll, check, we'll check back with you all next week.